Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band and we listen to all of the records and then we rank them worst to best. Uh, this week we have a very special guest because we thought it would be appropriate to bring somebody from Birmingham, England onto the podcast. We have friend of the pod, Skip, joining us uh, to talk about Black Sabbath Hello. and to rank all of the Aussie era Black Sabbath records from worst to best. But before we get into that, uh, or while, while we're getting into that, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us five stars, and five stars only. Tell all your friends. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number. You can call us, leave us a voicemail, send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Now get into that. And if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. So let's... Um, yeah, Skip. We have Skip on the, on the pod. Introduce yourself, He's Skip. Billions of miles yeah. away. <laughs> so far One away. One billion miles. <laughs> All the way from One, Birmingham, yeah. England. So yeah. So we have Skip yeah, right next to a black tab of bridge, actually, yeah. which I sent you guys a photo of, which is so really cool. That's cool. really cool. Yeah. The mural was too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, now that's down in Digba. Um, yeah. Hi, hi, podcasts. Help with good. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. I like that. I kind of like yeah. that. So, yeah, Skip. Yeah, I've probably stolen it. <laughs> Skip has been on the podcast a few times before, talking about the Mars Volta at the drive-in, things like that, bands like that. But, um, but yeah, so Black Sabbath this week. Uh, so before we get into the Ozzy era stuff, he, there are nine Black Sabbath records with Ozzy. Uh, but we're going to touch upon real quick the non-Ozzy stuff. The I believe it's, it's 15 records or no. Uh, 12 records Ooh. without Ozzy. And let's just kind of talk about real quick the worst and best of, best of that because there is some garbage in there. So what do you <laughs> got, Jeff, on this one? Because I, I don't know, Skip, you're not... You've heard some of it, but not all of it. But you definitely yeah, try to yeah. if you want to. Oh, excellent. But, okay. Uh, go, go for it. So like easily the, the, the most annoying, the worst part about the non-Ozzy era for me is Tony Martin. Just fucking <laughs> absolute trash. Can't stand him. And so the, the album Tear... Or tear, tear, I think it's pronounced tear. T Y R, tear, gypsy tears. <laughs> there, that's your fifteenth album from nineteen ninety, and this yeah. is just absolute peak annoying. He takes over the entire album with this bullshit singing, huh. and the band is like, we're already now in the nineties, but they're still trying to be this terrible eighty sounding band. It's a fucking, it's it's a joke. It's an absolute <laughs> joke, and it's a shame because the artwork is cool on this one. Yeah. The name is pretty cool. The concept behind it is pretty cool. But everything about this is absolutely atrocious, and I fucking hated this. And I didn't even finish this one. I was over it. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't finish it. That's unreal. Dude, oh, dude, Tony Martin is the worst thing that has ever wrong. happened to Black Sabbath. That is definitely wrong. Mate, you can't trust someone whose like last name is a first name. It's a standard. Fact. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so so you really don't like Tony Martin either, Skip, right? At all. Yeah. He's no, no, no. Okay. Good. Well, I mean, I will agree. Tony <laughs> Martin, the Tony Martin era overall is the worst era. Um, but the worst record he did was the first one for the, the Eternal Idol right after Dio left. Ooh. That one is bad, yeah, dude. Bad. It's just like it, he's trying so hard to sound like Dio. And it just has that, that 80s like drum tone. It just sounds like garbage. Um, the other one I really don't like is the Glenn Hughes one, Seventh Star. That one is fucking terrible. It's, it's straight 80s sounding. It's the only record Glenn Hughes did. And um, just really, really horrendous ballads. That It's just, it's fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. The, Awful. Definitely the worst ones. The 90s stuff to me was hit or miss. The 90s, like, Tony Martin stuff was hit or miss. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Dio, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you guys think about Dio? Or what are some of the, the best parts of the non ozzy era? Uh, I would say Born Again that I like. I know you don't like it. I like that cover art. I think it's so <laughs> ugly. It's fucking hideous. I like it's the color scheme. It's not sabotage ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you're right. That's that's weird ugly. But Born Again is just like <laughs> ugly, ugly. I like it. That's my favorite album cover art of the non-Ozzy era. Okay. 
how much do you know? Do you listen to a lot of the Dio stuff, Skip? I've listened to. The, I mean, I liked Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was probably my favorite of the Dio stuff. Um, I really like the artwork for that one, actually. You know, with the the front and the back cover. I think it's pretty oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I loved that. You know, I liked that they got together and did. You know, another run of the band of that lineup before Dio passed. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I'd have liked to have seen that actually, but um, they did tour, but I. Did not go. That was like that uh, was like for what two thousand seven, two thousand eight, or something seven, like that. Seven, yeah. So I mean, we were fairly yeah. young because you're a couple years younger than us. Yeah, yeah, but still no excuse. You know, it's, it's a real sh- you know, Dio's cool, Tenacious D movie guys, the guy's cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, I don't know. I'm it's so I'm not a big deal. So guy, small, but oh, not even a holy diver. No, I I really don't like that. I can't. I think get into it. I think if you take Dio as like a joke act. And and just if you take him seriously, he's 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 bad. It's bad, bad. It's all bad. It's dumb. Oh yeah, but it's, but it's like Kiss. You know, you can't take Kiss seriously. Right, like, right. And nobody would yeah. ever take Kiss seriously because of the makeup. But like Dio, yeah. kind of like makes. I don't know. I don't know if if at first he thought people should be taking him seriously <laughs> because he kind of like puts on that persona of, of wanting to be taken seriously. But I also don't like Holy Diver either or anything Dio really's ever done. I don't dislike it a lot, but I definitely would never <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. Would you say it's a Dio breaker? Oh my God. A Dio breaker. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I'm going to use that one at the record store. Anytime I can put that in there, I'm going to use it. You can have it, Brian. You can oh have God, it. Merry Christmas. So That's my gift to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, so what, was your, what was your favorite Sabbath or non Aussie Sabbath? Me? Yeah. Or both of you. Whatever. I, I I can tell you now, or I can I can give it to you when we do our rankings because it's uh, above one Sabbath record. Wait, what? Ooh. Oh, okay. I guess I guess we could do that. Uh, I I mean, honestly, all the all the non Aussie stuff, none of it is better than any of the Aussie stuff. It all sits. That's below. wrong. It all sits below. It's it. close. It's close, <laughs> but it's wrong. All right. Well, I I do want to say a couple things. <laughs> or same. So, my favorite non Aussie Sabbath is Tear. The third Tony Martin. Yeah. That is my favorite one. <laughs> oh my god, today's oh. already stupid. You, you started drinking early. Yeah. I know what happened. When you, when you said tear was your least, I'm like, oh my god, dude, this is gonna be stupid, a shit show. But oh no, I, I felt like this record is uh it, it's like it's heavier, it's faster than everything else post Ozzy up to this point. I really liked it. He was doing less of the the Dio stuff here. So I mean I I thought it was a pretty solid record um there's a lot more keyboards but it's not overdone it's it's some it's it is overdone though every fucking guitar solo has that stupid like vibrato shit tons of heavy like verved up (laughs) guitars backed by that synth it's just like dude it's dumb it's just like arena rock bullshit guitar solos fuck that okay let the guy play he can play you don't need all this all these bells and whistles also born again the one with ian gillian um, that's a that's a pretty good record. Has some eighties that eighties production sound to it, but it's a bit bluesier. But I don't know. It's I, I enjoy that one too. But yeah, th- those are those are my top two non Aussies. <laughs> okay. Oh, and real quick too, I wanted to touch upon the album Forbidden, the one the last album they they did before Ozzy came back. Uh, this one was the one that was produced by Ernie C from from uh, Body Count. It's considered their yeah. worst, like absolutely their worst. And honestly, it's actually kind of good. It's not that bad at it's, all. This I, is like top four yeah. for me. I, I, not nausea. I put it as my number four. So I, yeah. it's really not that bad. There's okay. some great songs on here. Some great riffs. There's some like bad ballad shit, but overall, it's really not a not a bad record. There's some Pantera sounding stuff in there. It's good. It's cool. Yeah, it's a it's a, yeah. it's a rad record. I don't think it gets a fair shake at all, at all. But it's uh, I was very very surprised by that one, by that one. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's all I have for the non Aussie stuff. Do we have anything else on that? Skip? I'm good. No, I think we're good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, now we're going to get into, we're going to rank all nine of the um, Ozzy Osbourne era Black Sabbath records from Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath through 13. So uh, the pecking order is going to be Jeff, Skip, then myself. We're going to try to get through this as fast as we can because there are three of us and there are nine records. So, um, yeah, let's get into number nine. What is the worst... Black Sabbath record. What do you got, Jeff? Go. 
I will I will flex a little and just start this off by saying I I now also own every Ozzy era Sabbath record on the vinyls. Yes. Nice. And uh, but once I do like another major purge of my vinyls, this one is going to get purged. Um, and that's Technical Ecstasy, oh. Skip's favorite record. Um, <laughs> this is their seventh album, nineteen seventy six. Right out the gate, you already know this is a different album. Heavy synth sounds. Kind of some proggy experimentation. Kind of starts this album off on a bad foot. I think it's dumb. It climbs out of that hole pretty fast, but it just never recovers. And you, you take the synth out of this album, and you have like a decent enough Sabbath album. And I respect them for trying something new. I get it. But uh, fuck, man. This album is just, it's just not that good. And the song, It's All Right, that is a certifiable stinker. Possibly the <laughs> worst song Ozzy has ever done. <laughs> Awful, awful, awful. This is getting purged. Uh, is, is that the one that's sung by Bill Wood? It's all right. Is it? I don't. Is it? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's all right. It's Bill Wood sung. Oof, that's, that's why poor guy. That's even. That's even worse. <sighs> don't let the drummer sing. You know. Yeah, see, I don't <laughs> that's why he never sang. That's good. Yeah, that's good for the band. Bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, so Skip, what is your number nine? Number nine, uh, probably no surprise to anyone. It's Never Say Die. Oh, really? Uh, the last, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one, uh, Ozzy had already left, but then came back. Uh, I think they did one TV performance without him. Um, it's just, it doesn't really identify a Sabbath to me. It's a bit bland overall. It sounds uninspired. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Lyrically, I mean, Sabbath have never been a particularly complex band. Giza doesn't write the most complex words, but it just sounds, it's repetitive and, and it just <laughs> sounds, it, yeah, uninspired. Um, but if I were to pick a banger, uh, it would be Junior's Eyes. Um, Giza's actually doing a really cool little, little bit of funk there. There's a nice mm-hmm. cool bass line, some cool squonky wah guitar parts. It's very repetitive lyrically, but it's the best of a bad bunch, I would say. And the cover art. Not sure about that. The two pilots, whatever. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, Tyler loves that. But uh, I would I say, love that cover. Yeah, it's, I, mean, I love it. Oh no! It's I mean, Ozzy shit all over the album with about two months of it being out as well. Said <laughs> 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 so it's like terrible and the worst thing he's ever been involved in. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's not a bad album per se. Like none of these albums are bad. Most of them are very good, but it is the worst. I would say. Okay. Okay. Are okay. my uh, my number nine is. Technical Ecstasy, seventh record from 1976. This one, um, it's just it's much poppier. It's more ballad like. Has some has some has some 70s glam style as well. It's not a bad record by any means. I, I like you guys have all said they don't have a bad record um, in this era at least. And uh, but yeah, this one just it it seems very phoned in, like really really phoned in. I know at this time they were all just strung out on cocaine and various drugs. So and and it and it shows. I mean, they just sound tired. This is their seventh record in in 6 years. It's pretty fucking insane. But uh my banger is Backstreet Kids, the opener. I mean, really because it's the most hard-hitting song on the record, has that pretty killer riff, uh, and it's one of the few times on the record where they kind of jam a little bit because at this point they had kind of moved away from the jamming and were doing more straightforward songs. But uh, yeah, that's my number nine, Technical Ecstasy. So what do you got for number eight, Jeff? Go. So this is where wood stick in Heaven and Hell. I think Heaven and oh. Hell is better than Technical Ecstasy. That's wrong. And I, I, I think the title track of, of Heaven and Hell is a fucking banger. And there's a couple other songs on here that still have great, great Sabbath sound. Mm-hmm. It's a really good heavy metal album for a band that's not Sabbath. But if you put them as a Sabbath album, or as a, as a Sabbath band, it's a little bit weak. But I do think it's better than Technical Ecstasy. And if I saw this on the vinyls used, I'd pick it up. And then you'd purge it. Tell you that much right now. Maybe eventually. Maybe eventually. Yeah, I know you would. I know you would. You don't fucking know a goddamn thing about me. But my actual number nine, Mm -hmm. I guess, number nine or number eight? Eight. Eight. It's 13. They're their newest album. Really? Now, all of these, like, I would never purge any of these because I think these are all good. The only reason my 13 is so low is because it's, it's the best, safest Sabbath album they've ever done. It's a great comeback album. It's, it's They're coming back to form. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tracks on here that sound like, oh, that's a great Sabbath. That sounds like that other better Sabbath song that I know. There's nothing wrong with this. But like bands like Atomic Punks and Led Zepp again, when they start writing their own original music and how it sounds exactly like the bands are trying to like reproduce, 
that's kind of what this album is. Even though it's still Black Sabbath, yeah, it's sounding like like a cover band that does Black Sabbath writing their own original music. That sounds like Black Sabbath. Okay, nothing wrong with it. It's good. I like it. But uh, there's nothing innovative here in the Sabbath realm. It's just it's the best safest Sabbath album. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So what do you got for number eight, Skip? Mate, you've took the words right out of my mouth. It's 13. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are all idiots. Uh, you guys are all idiots. No, mu- much, all idiots. much the same reason. All I mean, idiots. It's, it's, really, <laughs> it's really interesting. Like All of the band have said pretty much the same thing over the past couple of years. But now there's some distance from that album coming out. But they didn't enjoy making it. They hated Rick Rubin being like, you've got to pretend you never made Paranoid, man. You've got to make the follow-up to Black Sabbath, bro. We're going to only use equipment from 1971. Whilst I lie on the couch. And like, yeah, you know, all of them trying to went, fuck well, you I talking lie on about. The couch. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, it sounds like a Sabbath cover band. It sounds really good. And the production is, is great. Um, Geezer's bass really cuts through. The guitar tones are there. But it sounds like a tribute band. Um, however, do have a banger, obviously. And that is the, the first track, End of the Beginning. Oof, um, partly one. because, I mean, it's a, it's a Black Sabbath cover of the song Black Sabbath, essentially. Yeah, true. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hearing those boys together again, you know, it's the first track, you stick it on. You hear it. And you know what? The price of admission alone, just for Ozzy going, you don't want to be a robot ghost. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. You know, no one else could pull that off <laughs> with a straight face. Um, but uh, yeah, they get away with it. Uh, and you know, when it does the breakdown and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Black fucking Sabbath. Um, but it's too long, man. It's too long. It's, it's long over an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting, the version I have, and I'll, I'll shorten this down, um, is the, uh, the, the, the bonus live track is from Technical Ecstasy, with Evil Women. And I think, yeah, and I think that was probably them getting one over on Rick Rubin, being like, fuck you, we made albums after Paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know, it's a live version of Evil Women tracked on the end, or the version Oof. I have. Weird. Um, which takes it past the hour mark, yeah, so you're like, Phew. Uh, it, it just gets really samey in the middle. It gets bogged down. Pariah's a great track there on there, and obviously God is Dead. There's some bangers, yeah. but overall, it's it's uninteresting, and it doesn't need to exist, but it doesn't tarnish their legacy. Okay. Number eight. Perfect. Number 13. Yes. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, so my, uh, my number eight is Never Say Die, eighth record from 1978, the last one they did with Ozzy before he left the first time. And... Um, yeah, this one is is, is much more pop heavy. Um, I think this is this is the point where they 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 really tried to just make short songs and a little bit phoned in at moments, but it's still a solid record. I love the artwork. The artwork is is probably the coolest, their coolest album art ever. I, I don't think there's a no no the the, the debut <laughs> don't no fucking get Black it Sabbath Black Sabbath is Sabbath is a better album cover, but this is up there for sure for sure. Um, I also hear a lot of like psychedelic rock on this one. Um, not like oh, not like whole songs that that ha- that are psychedelic, but just moments um, in in particular songs. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird, interesting record. Um, my banger is the title track, "Never Say Die." It's an absolute great opener. I love that, love that song. It might be a top ten, maybe top five Sabbath song right there. "Never Say Die." Ooh, so that is Ooh. my uh, that's my number eight. "Never Say Die" the album. So what do you got for number seven, Jeff? Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Their fifth album, 1973. Ooh. This is my favorite artwork that they've done. It's cool. I fucking love this yeah. so much. It's so it cool. cool. It's, it's I I think it, it embodies the band better on this on a surface level than their opening album, album of the week, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when you get into it, the album of the week is just like a fucking phenomenal cover art. Um, but this album is very different than their first four already. This came at a time of like crazy heavy drug use and writer's block and the songs aren't on here aren't as straightforward and heavy as their as their previous ones. There's there's some like outwardly bluesy tracks that I'm not even fucking trying to hide, like killing yourself to live. Mm-hmm. A lot of extended instrumental bits on this album. It's really great. And then Ozzy like bought a Moog synth, so there's a lot of that on this album, which I don't think is a it's not a bad thing, but it doesn't do anything for the album. Mm-hmm. And like the whole lore that we've talked about numerous times with the Zeppelin Sabbath castle sessions, like that's just mm. that's always so fucking cool to read about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's still yeah. a really great album. Fucking killer, killer like title track. 
Sabbath, Bloody oh, Sabbath. That's a great song. Dude, that is that a guitar tone on that phenomenal Oof. song. Oh, absolutely phenomenal song. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's so that's good. your banger. I would, I would, yeah. The title track. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. I would never purge any of the, my top seven. Thirteen, I may, may like way lighter down the line, but I would never purge these ones. I'll die with these in my grave. <laughs> with all your records. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll. I'll Two thousand of them, or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Can't believe you have that many. Like a Nordic funeral pyre, just burning all these records. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeff's corpse exactly. Top. <laughs> so nobody else can have your records, so you have to burn them all. Yes. Yeah. What if yeah. you just donate them for charity? Fuck charity. Yeah, yeah just, that's what I would uh, say uh, from uh, the from the grave. That's what I would say. A pressing of dog eat dogs in his hand <laughs> with rigor mortis clutch. Oh man, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Oh, damn. So good. Right. Skip, what do you have for your number seven? <laughs> uh, number seven, uh, it's TE, or Technical Ecstasy, if you prefer. Yeah, you're getting uh, Okay. I'm shortening. I'm keeping it succinct. <laughs> uh, it's, a little, it's a little high, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, you forget, Iomi's got, you know, he's got prog chops. You know, he was in Jeffro Toll for a bit. So he's got the, the idea of, of Sabbath going prog isn't crazy. Um, but it does lose, especially, you know, coming after Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath and Sabotage and whatnot, you know, it's quite removed from the classic first four. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you didn't know it was Black Sabbath, wouldn't necessarily know it was Black Sabbath if someone just stuck it on. Um, But there's some cool stuff. My banger is all moving parts stand still. Um, Again, Sabbath do funk surprisingly well. (laughs) Yeah, they (laughs) just don't do it often. It's... No, but it goes hard. It's almost kind of Betty Davis-esque. Uh, and there's that clavinet in the low mix mm-hmm. on the first verse that's kind of backing up geezer, giving that kind of crunchy, kind of burping frog sound. <laughs> uh, it's cool. It's, it even goes a little bit Cedric-y. You know, in the, there's a kind of that blues bridge. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit Goliath-y. Oz is kind of wailing. There's some cool reverb going on his vocals. It's doing a bit of gibberish. It's good. It's good. It's proggy. Okay. Um but yeah, it's not. It's nothing special. It doesn't have the Sabbath feel, uh, so it doesn't get higher, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, and there it is, T. But, but not. But you're, you're not saying the entire record is proggy because I, I feel like it's it's pretty. Oh pop, no, pop no, pop no, not at all. It's, yeah, yeah. Bits, there's bits some real pop moments. Yeah, but uh, it's better. It's better. In, it's, they're better at the prog than they are at the pop. I would say on that album. Barely. It's confusing. The cover art is questionable, uh, but at least it's interesting. <laughs> It's interesting, <laughs> but like the longer you look it's at it, the, the more you realize how stupid it is. Well, it's it's it was hymnomic, isn't it? The the guys it had what's his name, Fog, Storm Ferguson was a part of that art group. That oh made yeah, it. hypnosis. He right. did all the Floyd stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's all right. of that stuff. And it's supposed to be robots having sex. I think. Is yeah, exchanging fluids, robots, and then some other fucking alien being exchanging fluids, and it just it's terrible. It's fucking fucking on an escalator, dude. Like what? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just looks like a bad, bad, like cheap pulp fiction oh, no. sci-fi book cover, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Um, my uh, yeah. my number seven <laughs> is Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, fifth record from 1973. This one, um, they, they they had to me at least they they had started to experiment a lot on this. Um, nothing, and they've moved a little bit away from from the heaviness. There's still some heaviness on here, but it's still but it's more experimental, pop based a little bit, not pop based, but. A lot of pop elements on here um and that's why it's as low as it is i mean i i think i love this record death and the 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 title track is is fucking great and like i said that guitar tone on sabbath bloody sabbath is just it's so fucking killer it's killer oh it's unholy yeah, yeah. it's fucking awesome but my my banger is sabracadabra that guitar riff oh my god forget about it it's it's so rad. And then <laughs> Metallica covered this song like really well too they did a great cover of this song i think in the 90s they did it's fucking killer um, and that was actually the first time I heard the song was the Metallica version, not this version, which is weird. But um, but yeah, no, uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, artwork's great. Uh, it's my number seven. So what do you got for number six, Jeff? When I when I was the past month, when I was briefly in this U2 phase where I thought, <laughs> oh, we should do uh, U2 on the, on the pod. And then I listened to it no. again and I fucking hated it. But <laughs> it all came about because uh, neighbor Phil told me to listen to... Uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2 yeah. from their like the first or second album or some shit I don't fucking know but uh, I was like okay if he tells me to listen to something usually it's at least going to be semi-enjoyable and it was it was kind of enjoyable I kind of liked it a little bit and that's why I went to Joshua Tree and thought that I liked it but then upon 
second listen, I realized that I fucking hate it even more than I did the first time. <laughs> so just want to throw that out there. If anybody's heard um, that U2 song, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yeah, that Sunday. song sucks. It does suck. Yeah, but it's it's, oh, it's no, enjoyable. But it's, it's about it's, it's about the troubles, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. time of I- Irish descent and stuff, and uh, being to Belfast, and there are still bullet holes in the walls, and shit still goes down. And but yeah, no, you two are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the message is fine. <laughs> the, the lyrics are fine in that song, but yeah, no, the song itself is garbage. Oh yeah, don't worry, we're not disagreeing here. I'm just trying to add some gravitas <laughs> to your bullshit. It's fine. There we go. All right, so what do you got for number six? Oh wait, what was your six, Jeff? This is oh, my it is your, okay. U2, this is you two. The third album, War. Okay. Su- Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sun- no, <laughs> Sabotage. <laughs> Sabotage is my number six. Okay. Sabotage. Yeah. Their sixth album, actually, 1975. But, like, uh, this, this was this is when I realized, like, holy fuck, dude, like six albums deep, and this band is still doing things that are kind of like blowing my mind here. The first three tracks on this are just fucking beyond bangers. Just beyond bangers. The song Symptoms of the Universe is like an early thrash song. Yeah. There's elements there that are fucking thrash metal. That's insane. Everything else in this album is just really, really good, solid hard rock, heavy metal, never lets up. But man, there's just like good, just straightforward rock and roll. And sometimes Sabbath will throw in these little, these little bits where they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we play rock music. Yeah, blues, psychedelic, pop, whatever. But we're a good rock band too. And it's just, sometimes I want to turn my brain off and listen to just good ACDC rock and roll. <laughs> and Sabotage had that. All right, all right, very good. So, what's your banger then? Symptoms of the Universe, so. man. God damn, that's a it killer song. It has to be. That's unreal. <laughs> all right. Um, so then, Skip, what do you have for number six? My number six is uh, it's also sabotage. Okay. Me and Jeffrey, uh, you guys are quite similar here, I think. Yeah, you are. It's weird. I don't yeah. like it. We didn't even compare notes. Well, you know, we don't like you. It's okay. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Get the fuck off. <laughs> Get the fuck off my podcast, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's the album of Beastie Boys covers. No, um, it's no sabotage. Um, really, strangely enough, like I was listening to this one whilst I was doing my Christmas shopping, <laughs> which gave it a weird, a weird kind of setting. You know, kind of barge through the German market here in Birmingham with yeah. Um, it's cool. Cover I cover aside, which was a joke and wasn't supposed to be the cover. It was a placeholder, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's um, a weird cover. I think it's Bill Ward wearing his he's wearing his girlfriend's tights. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, tights that make it like the worst. <laughs> just just staring at Bill Ward's meat and potatoes, man. That's just there. No, Ozzy's wearing that. Ozzy's wearing that weird like um like gown too. It's not gown, but yeah, it's like a, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like they've clearly just woken up from like you know it's the morning after the night before, isn't it? And they're just like <laughs> fuck, what clothes are around? Fucking <laughs> high heels he's wearing too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to be tall. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a really cool record I enjoyed it more than I remembered uh, I mean I say that about all of them apart from Never Say Die actually of the, the bottom half of the, the rankings um, but if I had to pick a banger I'm actually going to go with the rip closing track hmm. one of the few songs that lyrically was all Aussie which is pretty cool Yeah, it's got this great subtle auto work going on on the bass as well that kind of gives it this weird depth uh, which is really nice loads of backward symbols going on which bill was really into apparently ozzy's going nice and high in his register as well like his voice like in this era like and the two albums before it i think are his best like that's before the coke is like bollocksed <laughs> it but like he's more confident vocally than he is on the first two records i think mm-hmm. and uh, the batshit harpsichord section at the end it just comes out of nowhere so it's good. just and then it ends with that weird like kind of wartime you know <laughs> it's 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 just it's cool it's experimental while still go it goes really hard the whole year for you like high-pitched vocals <laughs> a little bit like the malkin jaw from the mars volta as well <laughs> yeah sabotage it's a really interesting like megalomaniacs are great you know That's yeah some really cool stuff it's one of the most experimental albums uh but it doesn't beat out you know the yeah the top five there we yeah. go sabotage definitely all right, so my number six is 13, 19th record from 2013. Oof, yeah, finally, so right? High. It's, it's, a gr- it's a really good record. I mean, I agree with you guys that you know it's, it's a safe-sounding record because of what Rick wanted to do or forced them to do. Um, but, damn, dude, it's still fucking good. It's, it, there's some absolute bangers on here. Brad Will killed it on the drums, absolutely killed it, really played to, to Bill Ward's style, and it's super rad. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I, I really have no issues with it. I, I really love this record and, and all of my, I, I'm going to keep all my Sabbath records. I'm not going to purge any of them because they're all great in their own ways. And, and, um, 13 though, this is, I'm just going to give, I have three bangers off this one. So my number one banger is God is dead. Just that, that was the first song that was released from God the record. Is dead. And it's just that Dan, so it, Dan it. it's just, oh, the guitar riff and the way that Ozzy and Tony play off of each other. It's fucking great. Another really good one is a uh, zeitgeist. It's a great throwback to planet caravan. Just that kind of trippy, weird thing that they do. Um, and then the, the deluxe track, uh, method, methodemic, I think that's how you pronounce, how you say it. Uh, it's just a great, heavy, fast Sabbath track. So those are those are three absolute beyond bangers off this record. So, but like even the God is dead, dude. It's so fucking. It's so derivative. It is. It's so silly. It is. But I fucking <laughs> like, love it. Really, dude. Uh, like you're, you're how old and 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 you're like God is dead is is <laughs> like your essentially your biggest banger on here and it's fucking like ten minutes long. Oh my god. But it's I but like there, it's a great song. There is a question mark, so you should be saying it like God is dead. <laughs> it's true. It's so stupid, like Pennywise. <laughs> Land of the Free. So, so you have annoying. the bread. <laughs> 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 right, so, like somebody uh, just told them, "Wait, God is dead." God is dead. <laughs> so dumb. I hate it. Um, okay, so what, do you, uh, Jeff? What do you have for your number five? Go. Never say die. You guys, what the so fuck's high. going on, shit. dude? You guys are shitting oh. all over this thing. Everyone shits shit on this on one, too, to be record. honest. Yeah, you fucking hate this one. Skip <laughs> hates this one. Everybody hates this one. I mean, the I band get... hate this one. <laughs> the bands know what the fuck they want. They're into way too many drugs that they probably shouldn't have done anyway. So the band didn't know what the fuck they want. I get I get that, that you and people didn't like, like maybe the keyboards being so loud, but it didn't feel out of place. It's only real knock for me is Breakout, which is like an instrumental that bridges sax playing with heavy metal it's kind of weird yeah. but it does a well enough job like it's not it's not out of place it feels like it's a good it's a good attempt at doing something that probably should never be attempted <laughs> but the album like rocks in ways that sabbath does it's 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 not cracking my top four but i had a lot of fun with it and then the song air dance dude this was like their attempt at doing their like a santana inspired psychedelic song and they absolutely nail it there's heavy metal in there and there's psychedelic and it's amazing. They did a great job. I love this album. That's great, man. Except for the artwork. The artwork's God, terrible. What is your guys' issue with the artwork? It's so fucking rad. It's fucking stupid. It's so there's rad. no there's no there's no personality to it. It it seems like like sabotage, but at least that has personality to it. The more you look at it, the more it's harder to not notice anything else except for the tights. But with Never Say Die, there's there's no there's nothing going on. It's two pilots, so what? <laughs> They, so they just look cool, though. They just look cool. That's they all. They look cool. Shit, get out of here. Fuck yeah, I'm here. pilot. <laughs> hey. All right. So, um, what do you got for number five, Skip? Okay, so we're getting into like, I mean, all of this is good, but now we're getting into like the good shit. Um, you know, all of this is fire. Um, uh, Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. Okay. Number five. Damn. Uh, really, I mean, the title track alone, really cool, and it's. To me, this is the Merger album where it's merging that kind of classic Sabbath sound that they've developed over the previous few records. And then they're starting to get a little bit more experimental and starting to breach out. So as, as Tyler already brought up, my banger, it's Sabra Cadabra. So good. So cool. Great that riff. riff. I mean, like the first two minutes are like the greatest ZZ Top song <laughs> ever. And just yeah. the way Ozzy you know? sings yeah, that part true. too. It's like, it's just so, it's so uh, like, like jumpy or hoppy or I, I can't even explain yeah. it. It's just, he just, it's such a weird it's cadence. So to, to good. It. It's so good. Oh fuck man. I love that. Yeah. That riff and is you so know, good. And it's, it's, it's bluesy and it's rocky. And was, you know, I literally, I was like, that's going to be a fucking CC. And then it does that amazing Sabbath thing that they do. It can just stop on the dime and go, Oh, actually I'm thinking of this. <laughs> and then it's when it, it's to me, what makes this track killer. It's the rock and roll piano. Yeah. It just comes yeah. in. You know, and it is like proper 50 style rock and roll boogie piano. And, you know, that like dun, 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 descending riff that he starts doing. Mm -hmm. And it's even got a kind of chicka chicka guitar. So Jeff's got to love it. <laughs> but a kind of more metal style of chicka chicka, uh, you know, <laughs> under the piano. Dude, and it just yes, sort of... man, man. That, that, that's our boy Rick Wakeman <sighs> there on the piano. Oh, that's right. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm it's just rollic. And this song just rolls and rolls. The, oh, and the, the title track, you know, obviously the story Iomi had writer's block and he just came up with that riff and was like, 
that we've cracked it, boys. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's the perfect melding of experimental latter day Aussie Sabbath and like the hard hitting classic run of four albums that come before it to me. Mm-hmm. So smack bang in the middle, number five, okay. Sabbath. Bloody Sabbath. Awesome. So my uh, my number five is Sabotage, sixth record from 1975. Uh, this wow. one, it's it's a weird one, man. They they just with every album, they they they're getting more experimental, but also moving away from the the jamming stuff, which is fine. Um, this is also like a, it's just like a hidden a hidden banger of a record. It's one I I always forget about, um, just because you know it's like when you put on Sabbath, you put on you know the first album or master of reality or something or paranoid or something. But sabotage is just like this, this, this fucking gem, man. I fucking love this record. Every time I listen to it, I, I just think, why don't I listen to it more? It's fucking awesome. Uh, the, my biggest banger, which might be my favorite Sabbath song is symptom of the universe. The, just that the way he palm mutes that riff, it's so fucking heavy and it sounds so evil, <laughs> especially at the, when you think <laughs> of this time in 1975, there's not really music like this. I mean, the closest thing you had to it was Alice Cooper. That was like the scariest band up to this point. Um, but man, the, yeah, just that that riff is just evil sounding. And Bill's drumming is coming out of that riff back into it. Like there's this weird break and Bill just rips, absolutely rips it up on the drums. And and honestly, this entire song is, is probably his best drum performance ever. He just, just absolutely nails it, kills it. A underrated drummer. Honestly, really underrated drummer. And uh, underrated song, underrated album. I think it's an absolute fucking banger. So yeah, my number five is Sabotage. So what do you got for number four, Jeff? A couple things going back here. Um, you can't see my my hand, but I'm 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 rewinding the tape. Okay. Like circular <laughs> with the finger. Um, I I almost didn't buy this one at that at the at the record store. I double nickel. Remember I texted you? Like, yeah. This is a good one. You're like, yeah, I just buy it. You'll like it. And then I bought it. It was like 20 bucks or something, and I loved it. So good call. I'm doing thumbs up. You can't see it. Two, you really should go back and revisit Sheer Heart Attack by Queen because I think that one came out either at the same time Sabotage did or right before. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of of that kind of like faster, palm-muted, like thrashy metal stuff in that Sheer Heart Attack album. I've mentioned it before. You gotta listen to it. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. Like with Queen, it was really great when we did it on the pod a couple of years ago, or whenever, or last year, or whenever it was. But man, I got so burnt out on that band. It was just a lot of the same stuff. There's a lot of silly. There's a so lot of silly. I, think, I like the silly. I think I would have I to like go the, back the extravagant and extravagant silly. I think I'd have to yeah. go back, and I think I would appreciate some of their albums more. But yeah, at the time, it was it was way too much, way too much Queen. But uh, if you have like if you have notes, because I take notes tonight on things I should listen to, you should put sheer heart attack on your notes of things you should listen to again <laughs> with a different ear. I know you've been you've been trying to get me to buy it, but I just. Oh, it's so good. dude. It Skip, do you like sheer heart attack? I'm not too familiar. It's been a long time. OK, I listen to Queen. I'm not going to bore you away for this. That's fine. Uh, my girlfriend loves Queen. Does that help? <laughs> it depends. Is your girlfriend love like anthrax and thrash metal and a bunch of cool shit, oh, she, or does she she's like? She's got great taste. Yeah, and Sheeran. Well, we first met. She was wearing a Black Sabbath T-shirt. So, there we go. You know, and she, she bought, bought Black, me Black Sabbath socks. There we go. <laughs> wearing them now. Well, okay. not now as in when you're listening to the pod, listeners. True. But now as in when, when we're well, maybe. You, yeah, you could like, still be. Don't yeah. I don't, don't sell yourself short. You, yeah, exactly. You could still be wearing the same <laughs> socks. I'll, I'll wash okay. them in between. Don't worry. That would be that would be disgusting. Either way, my hear judge. You know, we we do clean in England. England. <laughs> England. <laughs> England. <laughs> Chaps. Uh, All right. Literally, literally. wearing the oh, same socks. That's my favorite part Every... of the King's English is literally. There we go. You got you it right. You got it right. Good work. Yeah. Off air, yeah. I bollocks these guys for uh, <laughs> for getting that. Um, uh, little Lizzie, she's passed on. R.I.P. Well, she was uh, fucking alive for so goddamn long. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Some might say too long. I, I don't know. Like older than Jesus that Raymond she, was, she, dude. She, she meets Liv's trust once, and he's like, I'm out. Good boy. <laughs> I know. Was it like the day <laughs> after, right? She died? Yeah, yeah. She's just like, literally, literally. she's out. <laughs> Shortest running prime minister, too, I think. Right? I think it was like a week or something. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah. Oh, oh let's, let's not talk British politics. We'll be here all night. <laughs> Uh, and we again. And Jeff and I know so much about it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> our authorities, yeah. absolutely. It's all very silly. That's all you need to know. All right. All right. So, uh, what do we have for number four? What do you got, Jeff? 
Number four, baby. Volume four. Fourth album, 1974. Just kidding, 1972. There's a lot of fours there. Kind of sounded cool. It's so good, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, this, I guess this is the first album they did and produced themselves, kind of, mainly Tony Yomi. Um, the record has its heavy moments, and it's really solid overall. A lot of things that are that are put together a little bit weird mm-hmm. that may just be because of like naivete when it comes to recording, like how loud the rhythm guitar is and, and super not during the solo. I think that's yeah. weird. Kind of drowns out a little bit. And uh, but the riff is strong enough to stand on its own, um, with just Ward and, and Geezer grooving under the solo there. But overall, I think overall. this is a banger of a record. Overall, I think it's a banger of a record. My only other knock on this is like Saint Vita's Dance. It's kind of a whatever song, not a banger, just kind of filler. It's only two and a half minutes, so who gives a fuck? Yeah. But I think Changes, man. Oh, changes is the standout track here. It's a standout oh, track, so but it's not, I don't think it's a great song. Because we just heard three just like like pummeling albums by Sabbath, and then they throw Changes out, and it's a ballad. That's a fucking good ballad. It's quite the ballad. And yeah. it's 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 a piano tune that Yomi wrote, and it's just it's just messing around, and it's nothing complex. Bill Ward writes the lyrics. Ozzy sings it. It's the, the dumbest best sabbath song they've ever done it's amazing i think it's absolutely stunning stunning oh look at you stunning i was trying to like <laughs> you're a ballad man king's english <laughs> i am not a fucking tyler is a ballad no, man tyler, okay? ty- that's yeah. what i'm saying he, and he's yeah. ch- chatting shit on changes like well because he's trying hard to be like cool guy like heavy metal fucking block he, probably, he prefers the kelly osborne version that's why oh, yeah so oh bad. god so fucking <laughs> awful Oh, I remember when that shit came out. It's so terrible. <laughs> oh, with the revolving chair in the music with the ice. So silly. So Dude, stupid. Changes is so good. Yeah. I don't know why you hate that song. It is it's absolutely so amazing. I mean, I'd listen to it when it comes on. I don't skip it. But it's not that great. The weakest song it's, on the record. It's 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 the best song on the record. It's better than Supernaut. Oh, that's wrong. Oh. God damn it. Calls him. Uh, it's wrong. All right. Um, what do you got, Skip, for your number four? Number four. This this one was hard. I'm not going to lie. This one was the ratings, the rankings got tricky. Um, but Master of Reality. Oh Master what? of Reality. Oh, what? T- I knew this is, this is the only controversial one. <laughs> That's unbelievable. The only, what? The, o- the only reason I, I, I put it at four, and it, it's not like two or three, is to me this is the first time where Sabbath repeat themselves. Uh. In terms of, you know, <sighs> Paranoid came out and like, Boasted built and self titled. I mean, it invented the entire genre of music. It invented stoner rock. Don't get me wrong. This is, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to give one of your classic three star ratings because that would kind of give away, you know. <laughs> we need it's perfect record. The game. So, it, okay. That's not what I'm saying. Um, it's cool. It invented stoner rock, as I've said. It's weirdly got far fewer vocals on than I remember, just across the album. Mm-hmm. You know, it grooves really hard which is great it's a really good sabbath album to put on in the background because of that and you can just kind of groove along uh honorable mention banger is into the void because it's literally everything sabbath were at that point mm-hmm. does the stop and the dime thing it's got the blues call and response it grooves really hard but my favorite ever sabbath riff not my favorite sabbath song but my favorite riff is sweetly Ooh, and you know oh, that that, that two-string riff, no riff on two strings should be that good, <laughs> you know? And that classic, uh-huh, 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 you know? So stupid, it's love so it. It's so stupid. Yeah, precisely, in an all right now. It's fucking... It's amazing. Oh, you know, and as a kid in Birmingham, growing up as a teenager, you know, we smoked a lot of pot. Sorry, mum. Uh, you know this album would get put on a lot and you know you think that's the funniest shit when you hear like the coughing and you're just like yeah man that's so cool and it's so and like somehow he even make you know i mean he makes his guitar like sound sticky you know it sounds like weed it's ridiculous (laughs) and like fucking what's his face machine gun kelly i am weed (laughs) fucking bullshit um but it's just that's the most Someone, you know, if I just sort of Black Sabbath in one riff, you know, it's, yeah, it's Sweet Leaf. I didn't want to put it as my banger because it's almost too obvious, but fuck it. Here we are. Number four, Masters of Reality. There we go. All right, my number four is uh, is Paranoid. (laughs) 
second record from 1970. Ooh. I, I think the reason why it's this low is because I am so goddamn sick of Iron Man and Paranoid. I mean, they're just... Oh, I love Iron Man. I mean, Man. I love the so songs. Good. I mean, they're, they're, they're perfect songs, but just hearing them so... Like, every, almost every day I hear one of those songs. You know, it's just... They're, they're everywhere. So I'm just kind of burnt out on it. Um, but Paranoid is still a, an amazing record. It's It's... I think arguably this is this might be one of the most influential records of all time, not just metal, but just Hell rock yeah. records, really. Um, I'm, I'm sure you guys will have a bunch more to say about it, but I mean, my, my banger is Electric Funeral. Um, that that song is is really unique within the the context of this record. It it's just it's a bizarre record. It it jumps so much between different things. It's it's a weird song, but I I love that one. Um, and also, if anybody wants to listen to this, we we actually did Paranoid few years ago it's actually our very first episode in the new format so you have to go back all the way to the beginning but we did do paranoid so um i remember listening to it what what was that <laughs> i remember i remember listening oh you to did it. i didn't know that when, when i discovered you guys which i think was for your first volta yeah uh was it uh it was, it was we did bedlam bedlam, did bedlam yeah. yeah and i went back and i i was i started at the beginning i think i've listened to all of your back catalog Have you really? Now. No shit. Damn. Wow. Maybe I'll do the rankings for <laughs> Asinine Radio. <laughs> wow. Damn. Holy fuck. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I, I, Those early episodes were a little rough. Yeah, we were. There's some shakiness to it, yeah. but it's that's it's charming. It's oh, charming. God. It's ram Imagine, imagine if Skip heard like our first maybe 20, 30 episodes back in the day when we yeah. when we just had like a snowball mic. It was they're fucking terrible episodes. Single mic I mean, staring at each other's eyes. Yeah. Fucking no notes, just spitballing. Spitballing. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like the last the last hour of the Manson episode is just me propping my eyes open. <laughs> Feel like yeah. Uh-huh. Seriously. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's so let's get into um to your uh Jeff your number three. What do you got? Paranoid, second album, nineteen seventy. Right. Uh, side A of this record is Beyond Perfect. Banger after banger, beyond banger after beyond banger. E- even after hearing Iron Man so many damn times, I fucking love that song. I don't even care. That's one of the like the, the top songs that got me into like playing guitar. Along with Smoke on the Water, which is a severely underrated song. It's a fantastic song outside of that riff. Yeah, yeah. But I love Iron Man. There's a lot of cool noodling around and just kind of like riffing on this entire album. Similar to some of the stuff Simmer. from like, like, like Simmer. Just like self-entitled, but now it's more melodic and focused on structure. I guess we would say more pop focus mm-hmm. rather than just noise. Hannah Doom, really good example of that, what I just mentioned. The melodic part of the song comes after some really, really like great and just perfect build-up like the best build-up they've done up until this point um i don't know just really splitting hairs for my top three i could swap like i guess i don't want to say because then you'll know my rankings <laughs> but uh war pigs dude war pigs is my favorite and it's become my favorite because we jam to it now um and hearing like the bass because our bass player that we jam with is, is is much better than kind of all of us are he's just, a sick bass player he's a great bass player He's really, really good, and just he's been playing bass for longer. He's played a lot of shows, hundreds of shows, live shows, and he just kind of grew up in the metal realm. Group, he's you know older than us, so listened to a lot of like eighties metal and stuff. But when everybody's kind of like, oh, I don't really know what to do in War Pigs, we're kind of just going off what the bass is doing. You can really hear kind of like the nuance and just like a stupid little riff like that, and it's so fun, it's so well crafted. The bass tone that Geezer has in those early days. Mm-hmm. It's so great. It's almost like he's like yeah. fucking playing like a like a wooden like a pure wood bass, like knocking on wood. I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. And then like seeing like hearing Phil play, I'm like, wow, man, that's a cool fucking riff, dude. So, Warpig's my fave. Paranoid's my three. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, what do you got for number nice. three, Skip? Oh, my name's Jeff. I don't like baseballs. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa I don't. I don't. I never say I don't like them. But I'll take. I'll take a band with six guitar players over. I will a band with two bass players any day of the week. I'll tell you that. No, that's right fair. Now. That's fair and reasonable. That is. Although I, I have seen a band with two bass. I saw Victor Wooten with his band. But anyway, well, that's yeah, you taking you taking the top <laughs> of the top here. The creme yeah, oh, de yeah, la creme. Le, le creme de la creme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, and let's not get distracted. Uh, yeah, uh, number three is uh, album of the week, South Untitled. What? And we'll get yeah, we'll get into Geezer's bass tone much later. Shit. Okay. Yeah, in, uh, in the episode. All right. So my my number three is Volume Four from the fourth album from 1972. 
this one just ha- it, it's a perfect blend of the old and new the heaviness of the old the poppiness of the new um this just it's it's perfect in that so i i really really like that i really appreciate that um and i mean changes i don't like well, i mean i like it but it's definitely not a banger um but uh, my, my banger super not it's it's just it's a beyond banger that riff is so smooth and so heavy at the same time and geezer just rips it up under underneath all of it especially in the verses His, that bass line in the verse is so it's kind of wonky it's weird oh dude i fucking love it and going along with tony's uh guitar riff it's just it's just fucking dude, the awesome. best part of that song is that that boom boom yeah boom, boom, boom. yeah god it's so it's good awesome, dude. it's so goddamn good so yeah that, that's my number three is volume four so what do you got for number two jeff uh album of the week i will say that that you are incredibly wrong. I'm not putting volume four at number four <laughs> and skip is even more wrong. I put master reality <laughs> at number four. Those are both incredibly dumb and naive decisions, but my album of the week is number two for me. Wow. Okay. That's dumb. Uh, so what's, what's your number two? Jeff? I mean, uh, skip. Uh, well, firstly, you, you can't, you can't tell a brummy that he's wrong about black Sabbath. <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> Clearly. Yo. You might be the first. <sighs> no. Uh, we all know that Tear is the greatest Black Sabbath. Hey, album. that is yeah. that is a good non Aussie <laughs> Sabbath record. Uh, uh, okay, okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> a patronizing. Okay, okay, okay. Here's your bottle. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> number two is 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 Volume Four, um, because oh this is to me like this is Sabbath at their imperial best. Production is beefy on this album you know as you say yeah all the rhythm guitars especially supernova are cranked up it just sounds big it's a little bit less um kind of agile than the earlier records there's an agility to sabbath that isn't really talked about there kind of remember there's these heavy riffing but iomi could yeah jump around they can all jump out geezer can play bill's got this great swing you know yeah. uh but it's just this album it sounds imperial it sounds confident it sounds confident they're experimenting a bit changes it's kind of a ballad but not in the way the stuff like planet caravan was before where they're just doing some really cool acoustic stuff and going soft it's a proper ballad it's really simple it's kind of vulnerable which is pretty ballsy for them to do at this point you know they've made their name as this heavy blues metal band from Birmingham, which was a rough place back in the early 70s, late 60s. Mm. Uh, my banger, Tyler is correct. It's Supernaut. How can it yeah, not be? It's so that riff is ridiculous. No, the cocked war tone that Tony, Tony just pulls out. And those hectic verses, you know, it sounds like you're having a fucking heart attack. <laughs> to it, you know, it's, 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 it's John Bonham's favourite favorite sabbath track and you can hear why because bill is he's mm. pounding didn't Bonham used to play weird... this song or something like that yeah he used to warm yeah, up to it yeah thought. and it went those legendary zeppelin sabbath ah. sessions he thought they were gonna go in and do covers he was like so we're gonna play supernaut right um i wish those were recorded or released. It, oh, well they are recorded they've still been released yeah. have they somewhere there's that tape but and I love the weird, almost exotica section in the song in the middle. Yeah. It just kind of, you know, it's it's so cool. As I say, it's experimental, but that whole album is heavy. Sing the Isis dance. Yeah, I could cut it off the record. I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> bow to Jeff there. But overall, I can put this album on start to finish. It's just, you know, it's called Volume Four as well, and it is like each album is building to something. You know, those first four really are. It's almost like building their own mythology. You know, this is the fourth volume of our tomes of you know it kind of fits in with the the b movie scary in inverted commas kind of co- slightly corny really nerdy you know the idea of metal bands yeah. <laughs> they are nerdy it's just yeah i love the cover as well you know that oh, photo of Ozzy so good and the basic colors exactly cover. looks so good in a t-shirt you know yeah it's yeah i just it's killer. I'd forgotten how much I love Volume Four. So <laughs> maybe in a year's time it will move down the rankings. I think all of these could change, apart from maybe the last two, maybe the last three. But uh, yeah, here it is, number two, Volume Four. Go. All right, my uh, my number two is Master of Reality, third record, nineteen seventy one. Three records in two fucking years. It's fucking insane, dude. I, it's, it's unreal. And <laughs> just 
that three those three together it's it's crazy to think it's just insane that they put out this much great music in such a short amount of time um this is this is by far their heaviest record like without a fucking doubt the heaviest record the tone the just the style the song everything is so goddamn heavy um even though the song orchid is an acoustic song which is a it's, it's a great fucking acoustic acoustic song but everything else is just it crushes it absolutely crushes um banger is sweet leaf it, it has to be like we talked about the cough at the beginning it's so when i first heard that i thought like i got it scared me really really bad i was like maybe 12 years old when i heard that and it scared the hell out of me when the coughing started i specifically remember that um but yeah when that, that riff comes in so heavy and the fuzz on it is it's insane it's fucking nuts um and it's just a great great opener to uh, an amazing heavy record so um master of reality my number two so what do you got for number one jeff paranoid well if you're paying attention prior paranoid is my number three oh that's it? fine oh. master of reality is my oh. number one <laughs> ah. it's funny because this was uh this was one of the first records that i got when we started collecting friend of the pod sloan gave this to me oh. He was like, oh yeah this is uh check out this one and i like i know what the cover is another band but i don't think i'd ever heard this album through and through until that point and and maybe this was like a subconscious thing that got me into like the stoner rock and the doom stuff that I really dove into since we started collecting. Yeah. But man, dude, this is, this one's quite the banger. There's a reason this one is so like heavily influential in the doom metal stoner rock category. The songs here just go on forever sometimes. And I get it. I get, I get like what Skip was saying that you could put this on in the background, not really think about it because these just kind of find a groove. They dig in, they dig into the point where you don't even, you kind of lose track of how long you've been listening to these songs. Mm-hmm. They could be a, 25 minutes or two minutes. It's it's just like, that's how solid these grooves are. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's unreal that an album like blows my fucking mind for a band that already like blew people's mind back then. But even when I listened to this over and over this week or in the past, like four weeks, actually, I listened to this album like seven, eight times. It's, <laughs> it's so, so good. Yeah. I love how nice. dark, I love how ambient this album is matched with like, really really eclectic guitar work not just like wanky stuff but like amazing dubs like everything is just like purposeful and not just like needlessly oh yeah let's just throw fucking tony here and let him wank away (laughs) and it's hard it's hard to choose between it's it's hard to choose my favorite track from this one there's a lot of parts here that i really really like like the transition into into the void i think it's absolutely amazing the beginning riffs of that are just absolutely fucking unreal but i think I think Solitude, for me, won out this time. Like, like give me a song that is stripped down like this and one that, that that is just basic, let it play for five minutes without causing too much trouble. As long as the hook itself is spot on, I'll eat it up. I'll eat it up at this point. <laughs> let it dig in. Let me just veg out. Let me forget how long the song is. Fucking absolutely love it. This album is unreal. And I understand like when, when, when Skip said that this is the first time they've repeated themselves. Yes, because... They're taking their their sound, they're doing what they love to do, but they're saying, how can we make it better? How can we make what we already did on, on self-titled and the Paranoid, how can we do that same stuff that we love doing, but how can we make it better to where we enjoy it more now? I think that's what this is. They just took all the best parts from their first two albums and threw it it's made them better. Made them better. Yeah, that's not wrong. Not wrong at all. Well, it's right. That's why oh, I said. Well, that's oh, <laughs> all right, Skip. What's your um, what's your uh, number one then? Two wrongs don't make a right, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my number one. It's fairly obvious. It's it's paranoid, um, and I will say, something I'm going to talk about a lot. I think in the main episode is is context. You know, in the context of Black Sabbath, if you had to give one Black Sabbath album to an alien from outer space, they'd be like, "This is Black Sabbath." It's gonna be paranoid, you know. Yeah. It's it. They've got it's. It's that first half, as Jeff said, it's just perfect, you know. And it's got the law around it, you know, with the album cover again, horrendous. <laughs> it's so it's bad. so silly, <laughs> and you know the whole oh we wrote paranoid in time and it's because the record company needed a single, you know. And it's <laughs> oh, the jams are so hard, and they're all, they all Aussie especially sounds more confident on this this record when he does on on self-titled i think he's he's kind of come on as a performer you know they're a band that gigged hard that's how they got good they played a lot and they gigged a lot in horrible places you know they would go scrapping it's just 
yeah, start to finish, I think, you know, yeah, Planet Caravan, Electric Funeral, another honourable mention. Mm-hmm. So good. It's almost less Claypool like <laughs> at that point. Is, yeah. yeah, and it's just, yeah, you know, it's, oh, it's so cool the way that, that end of it comes out of nowhere and the bass starts like, dum, 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 yeah, so, but, oh, man, it's got to be War Pigs. War Pigs. I didn't want to, I didn't want to pick it because it's, but, you know, the second, you, you know, Generals Gavin and that, you're just like, Oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah, uh, you know. You get a little yeah. open Hyatt, then count two, and then come back that's in. That's it. And it's the space. And that's God. what Sabbath are so good, especially on this album. It's when they're not playing, as fucking wanky as that sounds. For a band that are so heavy, they use dead space so well. Yeah. And Spill Ward grooves so good. You know, um, what's his face? Tim from... Primus is probably the, the drummer that I think reminds me most of Bill Ward, yeah, even though he's more of a he's more of a rush guy, Neil Peart. But you, it's something in the way he rolls over the toms. I think is very, and that swing, that swing, yeah, t- yeah. Paranoid to me, it's just a quintessential Black Sabbath album, and that's why it's number one, and it's why it's always going to be number one. Okay, <laughs> but weirdly, I have more merch from <laughs> Master of Reality. I'm looking at my. Sabbath DCs well, from Massive Reality 50th anniversary. It was the first vinyl I played in the new flat, uh, which is the mid 70s version. I'd love to have an OG pressing of that. That would be so. Of Master? Cool. Of any of these. Yeah, or any of them really. Because I've got all my Sabbath is like 70s repressing oh, okay. that my dad bought. Yeah, yeah. Which is still pretty cool. Um, That's really cool. But rad. yeah. Yeah. All right. So there it is, number one. Number one. All right. So my number one is. The album of the week, Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath. So stay tuned for the main episode. Skip is coming back, and we're going to get into that record, the self-titled record. So thank you for listening. Give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Music. And that's it. That's all. Tony Martin. <laughs> 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 Tony <Martin. laughs> Okay. <laughs>